Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, here we are once again. Welcome to the Academy Awards, or as, as it's known at my house, Passover. Although, who are we kidding? It's the Hunger Games. I mean, there are cameras everywhere. You're starving. Jennifer Lawrence won last year. It is the Hunger Games. Maybe Hollywood movies are too violent. Now, I took a nine-year-old kid to see Gladiator, and he cried through the entire film. Now, maybe it was because he didn't know who I was. You know, Oscar is the only 74-year-old man in Hollywood who doesn't need Viagra to last three hours. Disney has bought a hockey team, a Disney hockey team. Used to be the only Disney on ice was Walt. I mean, what is this now? Oh, come on. That's why we're black for that joke. If you want black people every year at the Oscars, just have black categories like best black friend. That's right. And the winner for the 18th year in a row is Wanda Sykes. Welcome back, Oscar fans. This is Jake. Thanks for tuning back into the OCC Oscar category completist. It feels like we have the same intro every week now. Slow news in Oscar world. It'll speed up a little bit with the release of Spike Lee's new movie, The Five Bloods, on 612. Lots of content coming around that, but... One piece of news we kind of skipped over last month. Um, the Hollywood Reporter announced that the Academy has come to the conclusion that they should go back to having an official host of the Oscars. This is the result of a report compiled by an independent analyst who was hired by the Academy to explore the 20% ratings drop-off for this year's broadcast. Apparently, the Academy's on board with this um, and leaning toward moving back to a host after two years of hostless broadcasts. I'm totally on board with this. I love the host, it's one of my favorite parts of the show. I've missed it the last few years. So today, uh, we'll do an Oscars host draft. We'll try to correctly pick the 2021 Oscars host. And for this exercise, I'm very excited to be joined by comedian and filmmaker Jason Harris, the co-host of the Awesome Movie Year podcast. Jason, thanks for doing this. Hey, hey, thanks for having me, man. Before we get started, do you want to just uh, quickly talk about the Awesome Movie Year podcast and what you what you guys do with that? Yeah, I know you had our producer Dave on your show recently, and uh, that's how we connected. So Awesome Movie Year is co-hosted by myself, I'm a comedian and filmmaker, and Josh Bell, who's a film critic. And what we do is each season we cover a different year, why that was an awesome movie year. And each episode is a different movie of that year. Um, Some of the categories are already picked for us, like Best Picture, or Sundance winner, you know, but then um, we also get a little freedom with personal picks, future cult classic, we pick a documentary, a foreign film, so we really try to cover a good swath of um, the year that we're, you know, looking into, and uh, right now we are in the middle of season four, 1996, which I personally think is the awesomest of movie years. It's a great year, and I know you guys have already covered bottle rocket um we we did a wes anderson looking back at his career ahead of the french dispatch on this show recently what's your what's your favorite or is that something that you can't can't tip yet you know what's funny is um so yeah that was our first feature episode and there were a lot of good first features in 96 but um i think that's a good episode for people to listen to because i'm a huge wes anderson fan and josh hates wes anderson and um you know, like in season one, we did Forrest Gump, which is a good movie, you know, best picture. Josh hates that movie. I defended that movie, you know, so we get a lot of like differing opinions there. Wes Anderson, 
My favorite Wes Anderson movie, I want to say, is Moonrise Kingdom, but um, that is without having gone back and watched uh, Royal Tenenbaums in a very long time. I think if I went back, Royal Tenenbaums might take it over. And then you got to throw Grand Budapest and Rushmore right in there as well. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I could keep going. So there, um, there's a lot of good ones there. And Bottle Rocket's a pleasure to watch if you haven't seen it in a while or have never seen it. Yeah, I think Bottle Rocket is my favorite. Um, 1996, so those Oscars obviously were celebrated in 1997, and the host was Billy Crystal. We've gotten away from the time of just having a Billy Crystal or a Whoopi Goldberg or a Johnny Carson to just host the show every single year. But you're a comedian. What's your take on on kind of the importance of having a host for the Oscar ceremony? Uh, when you asked me to do this um, kind of subject, it was interesting to think back. I think it's over, man. Um, I think that kind of classic, like you said, Carson, Crystal, Bob Hope, feel it's it's gone. I don't know. I think the Oscars are in a time of transition, and they're hurting themselves by adhering to what was the past and not evolving into the future. So um, when you say, are we predicting a host or are we picking who we should be host, who we think should be hosting coming up? Those are two very different things, I think. Yeah, they are definitely different things. And obviously, these last two years, they've gone without a host. They tried to do Kevin Hart a couple years ago, and and there was kind of a fallout, and then they they couldn't replace him. So kind of the impetus for this episode was a Hollywood Reporter article maybe a month and a half or two months back that said that they are thinking about adding a host due to the kind of like a consulting firm or somebody that they hired to explore why their ratings dropped 20% this year. I think there's probably a lot of reasons for that, but they apparently came to the conclusion that not having a host was didn't work for them. So I agree that I think it's going to be different. However they do this is going to be different. But this draft, I'd say, probably will be kind of a mix of like, I know I'll probably lean on biases of like, you know, how the Oscars have always been, whereas you're right, they may end up changing directions and how they think about who hosts in the future. But we'll see. Yeah, I think I think um, like you said, you're probably going to look at a more traditional slant. My picks are going to be who I want to host the show and um, who I think could um, make waves again doing it, because it's been a long time since anyone has hosted. I mean, you know, Kimmel's done fine and, you know, whatever and steve martin and alec baldwin good hosts but it's like it just feels like a chore you know at this point you know it's just monotonous so i want people who can shake things up i like that and i think that gets to kind of you know before we get into it i think the last kind of question i had is like what really are the objectives of a host right like why why have a host especially in this kind of different media era where there's not like a monoculture where there's one person that kind of speaks for for everybody who would be watching. And to me, it's just to get to get ratings. Now, it doesn't always work. I mean, like when they tried to go young with James Franco, I mean, that was obviously a fiasco. It sounds like the parameter that you used in terms of your picks was sort of like what would be interesting and and kind of make for good show entertainment. Is that right? Yeah, because at this point I can, you know, look up all the awards uh, you know, on the internet afterwards or get them in real time on Twitter or whatever else, you know, and I can watch the highlights if I hear there's a good speech or something on YouTube and 
I don't need to spend three and a half hours watching the show. So to me, it's not just about ratings. It's about like who can keep me entertained and who can bring some surprises and who brings a point of view. Like uh, he's not going to be on my list, but whether you love or hate Ricky Gervais as a Golden Globes host, personally, I love him. Uh, I think like he brought a real point of view. Same thing with John Mulaney and uh, Nick Kroll as the hosts of uh, the Independent Spirit Awards, you know? So, like, you're you're kind of putting a personal touch on a show that is worldwide recognized and making it special again. Yeah, I think that's great. Well, why don't we get into it? I think we'll do, do this sort of like a fantasy snake draft since all sports are canceled. And um, I'll give you as the guest the first pick. So who uh, who's kind of your, your top pick here? My first pick is going to be the one person who I think could reset the whole system and could really shake it up and uh, make some noise with it and uh, probably offend a lot of people out there. But I would tune in and it would be Dave Chappelle. Okay. Love that. But now I'm watching it as an adult and I realize Sesame Street teaches kids other things. It teaches kids how to judge people and label people. That's right. They got a character on there named Oscar. They treat this guy like shit the entire show. They judge him right in his face. Oscar, you are so mean. Isn't he, kids? Yeah, Oscar. You're a grouch. It's like, bitch, I live in a fucking trash can. Uh, you know, great comedian, thoughtful, uh, has a lot of uh, really interesting uh and hilarious opinions but also he's not afraid to take shots when he needs to take shots and i was thinking back on uh chris rock as the host of the mtv movie awards where he did a great job and then he was kind of handcuffed as an oscar host where he you know you could tell he was working within very strict guidelines and it just didn't connect so I would want, and I don't think obviously Chappelle would take the gig otherwise. But you want, you want to just let it fly, man. So Chappelle, first pick for me. Yeah, love that pick. In general, I just love having a comedian do it. That's my preferred opening type. I appreciate whatever Hugh Jackman can sing and dance, and like he's talented. But I feel like the the process of like joking about the films of the year and the celebrities in the audience, it. it Maybe of another era, but it elevates the celebrity for me of the people in the audience at a time when you don't have that many Denzels or Tom Hanks's anymore who can just open movies because of who they are. Um, and and you're right, Chappelle brings that edge that you know he kind of like Ricky Gervais this year, I think, where he was just like, I don't care at all. I'm just gonna say literally anything I want. Would you see somebody like Chappelle playing ball a little bit more with the Academy, or you think he would just be truly un unchained? I think he'd have to just go for it. I mean, dude, you know, he's making 20 million a special. He doesn't have to be beholden to anyone at this point, which is good uh, for his comedy. So I uh, honestly, I don't want him to host unless he's going to just, you know, have free reign to do whatever he wants. And I think that was going to be an issue with any comedian coming back like that kind of works the edges. So, yeah, it's if you go with Chappelle, you got to go all in. Yeah. The other thing that he brings to in this time of kind of like content and multi-platforms, obviously from Chappelle's show, his ability to do skits and integrate 
more than just standing on a stage in front of a microphone into the into the show. That is a great pick. I love that pick. And, and one, I think that was a good. Yeah, you meant you bring up a, a good point there. Where yeah, it's the, the skits. You know whether you know Billy Crystal was always spoofing the movies. I think Chappelle would be you know hilarious doing stuff like that. But the other thing that Billy Crystal maybe doesn't get enough credit for is like those improvised lines when the show would go off the rails or a speech would not go the way it was supposed to and he'd come back with a with a quick hitter like i think you know Chappelle's a master of that and i think we we've lost a lot of uh the gusto of the oscars by not having someone i mean steve martin could obviously do it but by not having that uh player up there you know i think that adds something an air of uncertainty to it yeah great it's a great pick i i I'm rooting for you to win this because I, I would love to see Dave Chappelle uh, host the Oscars. Cool. I'm not going to win, but go. But <laughs> who's your first pick? So my first pick, uh, I went a little bit more conservative traditional with this one. Um, my first pick's John Mulaney. The world is run by robots. And sometimes they ask us if we're a robot just because we're trying to log on and look at our own stuff. <laughs> multiple times a day. May I see my stuff, please? <sighs> I smell a robot. <laughs> Prove. Prove. Prove you're not a robot. Look at these curvy letters. <laughs> Much curvier than most letters, wouldn't you say? No robot could ever read these. You look mortal, if ye be. You look. And you type what you think you see. Is it an E or is it a three? That's up to ye. The passwords have passed, you've correctly guessed, but now it's time for the robot test. I've devised a question no robot could ever answer. Which of these pictures does not have a stop sign in it? What? You kind of tipped him with the Independent Spirit Awards. He's obviously hosted that award show twice, hosted Saturday Night Live three times. So he's got that hosting stance down. I think he's one of the more generally liked current comedians. Like, I think Dave Chappelle fits that too. But John Mulaney is like very palatable to like a corporate organization making a decision about about who to be their face of their show. Um, I, I feel like he could be somewhat of a natural fit he gets big netflix specials pretty universally known i do think the academy the academy increasingly is going to have to think about diversity and so maybe you know they end up pairing him with like an ali wong or somebody as a co-host um but i do think he'd be good at it i think he's genuinely funny i think he could also improvise pretty well um and he could and if he does it well to me be like a steve martin or a Bob Hope or Billy Crystal, like a guy that you see do it for multiple years. Um, so I think he'd be a pretty natural pick, and, and that's my top choice. I love John Mulaney. Um, I, you know, honestly, like now I don't have to put him on my on my list because he's on your list. But you mentioned Ali Wong, who was also kind of on my short list. But I wonder, you know, him, he and Nick Kroll have such a amazing chemistry together from everything from Oh Hello to Big Mouth to what we're what they've done on the independent spirit awards like if they're gonna pair him with someone it should probably be nick kroll i would say at this point yeah they do play really well off each other so i love mulaney i think he's honestly i think he's the best joke writer going right now 
when I was a young up and coming comedian, I was in uh, New York City uh, with a friend of mine, Baron Vaughn, who's gone on to great success now with uh, Frankie and Grace and Frankie and the new Mystery Science Theater. And Baron and I were kind of walking around, going to different clubs. He was showing me around the scene and we ended up in this back room at some bar where there was, you know, he was like, there's some good comedians here tonight. And he goes, I remember he was like, hey, this next guy, you got to watch him. He's going to be huge. And it was John Mulaney before anyone knew John Mulaney. And Baron was right because John Mulaney is just zoned in right now and right on everything. Wow. That's that's an incredible experience. I've I saw Dane Cook when he wasn't super famous yet, but I don't even know if people like that. <laughs> <laughs> he had his moments, but, you know, he kind of cannibalized himself. That's a whole different podcast. Yeah, that is no John Mulaney. That's a, that's a great find um, to see early. All right. Well, I I had said snake draft, but I guess that doesn't really make sense with two people. So why don't uh, why don't you go ahead with your next pick? <laughs> okay. So I was thinking about um, the Golden Globes, and I you know Tina Fey, Amy Poehler did a very good job hosting those multiple times, and I was thinking about like who's another performer who we've seen who kind of fits in the traditional mold of an Oscar host who can do some different things like sketch, like song, um, who can play characters, you know, can deliver jokes well. And um, I thought Melissa McCarthy, big movie star, um, very, very funny performer. Um, sometimes she does stuff that just makes your sides hurt. She's so funny. These artists create a pastiche of textiles with authenticity, yet never distract from the story. (laughs) Costume designers construct the looks that ground a character to a particular time and place in the subtlest, subtlest of ways. So true. So true. So true. so true. I think she would be an awesome host. I think it would be a totally different type of show, more of a celebratory show, but they they kind of need that too at this point and I so Melissa McCarthy is my number 2 pick. Yeah, I like that pick a lot too. She's hosted SNL, so she's had that hosting experience in a way as well. So funny on SNL when whether she's hosting or guesting as Sean Spicer or whatever she's doing, she's one of the the great hosts and you know, you're talking about pairing people up what if we paired her up with another great SNL host like Paul Rudd or John Hamm or something? So it looks like this year in 2020, she's in a movie called Super Intelligence, which I am not familiar with. Action comedy rated PG, co-starring James Corden. So I don't know. That doesn't sound to me like another uh, Oscar nomination for her, but she's obviously been nominated a couple of times. Um, so you always, I think, I actually think that Franco or Anne Hathaway, one of them was nominated the year that they were co-hosting, if I'm remembering correctly. I think it was Anne Hathaway, but that that's the worst Oscar show in, in the history of the Oscars, I think, is, uh, is fair to say. I know a lot of people like to look back, but I bet if we look back now and watch Dave Letterman, it would just be so awesome. That was a weird show, and I bet it would be awesome right now. Yeah, Put him on the list. I, I always thought he got a bad rap. I mean, the Uma Oprah thing is what everybody remembers, but he had some funny lines. I remember he said that Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, that was a movie that came out that year, 
And he said that that was both the name of the nominated movie and the way that Arnold Schwarzenegger asks girls on dates. <laughs> thought that was pretty funny. That's funny. That's a funny line. So. All right. Well, I went in a very different direction with my next pick. Just thinking about this year and just everything that's going on this year, what will the Oscars mean, assuming that we can have them? It may have to be a more somber, reflective event relative to the past. And so thinking kind of like how to elevate beyond just the insular Hollywood world, I went with Michelle Obama. From the Motown records I wore out on the South Side to the Who Run the World songs that fueled me through this last decade, music has always helped me tell my story. And I know that's true for everybody here. Whether we like country or rap or rock, music helps us share ourselves, our dignity and sorrows, our hopes and joys. It allows us to hear one another, to invite each other in. Somebody who has ties to film, her and President uh, former President Barack Obama have Higher Ground Productions, um, which had the American Factory film last year, which won Best Documentary. They made a movie this year called Crip Camp, which I think is very likely to be an Oscar contender for documentary again. She's got her new book. She's got her Netflix special. She brings diversity, is really popular among a Hollywood-favoring audience. Now, obviously, the pushback on somebody like her is the political affiliation, but the Oscars have had Jon Stewart host the acceptance speeches every year. You have Brad Pitt talking about politics. It, there's really no illusion that this is not a, a pretty liberal body and, and group of people. So I don't know that that would get in the way. And, and I think she's got the star power and draw that, that would bring in some new people that wouldn't otherwise watch. Yeah, honestly, I think the Oscars should just lean into that. It's mostly liberal, and that's fine, especially uh, – with what we're seeing in the world right now, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not one to hide my politics. We're in a horrible situation with the dude in charge. So, you know, let's, uh, the Obamas would be a, a wistful, uh, you know, kind of uh, grab at the past that I think many of us would want to go back to. But why did you say Michelle and not Barack? Well, I that's a great push. I, I guess I think about Michelle as far as the, A, like, Becoming just came out on Netflix and she has her book. And I guess B, she's not the former president, even though she's the former first lady. President is a really big title. And I guess Oscar host is a pretty big title. But I guess, I don't know, I he seemed like out of the range of host. But maybe not. Maybe not. That's a good push. Maybe they could host together. Uh, I would. I wish they could get back into office together. <laughs> There you go. If you're if you're a Trump person listening, I'm not your guy. <laughs> well, we'll see where we'll see where it's all at by the time the Oscars are scheduled for late February next year. So we may have a totally different situation. Right. Um, so should I give my third pick? Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump into the last one. It's uh, it's Donald Trump. No, it's not. <laughs> um, my third pick, I thought, now this is my thinking on this one, okay? So uh, Chappelle, I think, you know, kind of shakes things up. Melissa McCarthy, um, you know, kind of is in that classic Oscar host entertainer mode. Um, so my third pick, I wanted a very different point of view. And I thought for that, we need someone who knows 
American culture, but comes from another country. So I went with Trevor Noah. I hate signs that flash, but don't change. Yeah, I always feel like a sign shouldn't be allowed to flash unless it intermittently changes to some other information. Otherwise, I think that's wasted suspense. It should be illegal. Because it always catches my eye, and then I wait for something else, like tacos and tacos. And what else? Tacos. Anything else? Tacos. Just stand tacos. Anyway, now I'm irritated. I walk up to the truck, and as I get there, this little dude pops out, and he was <laughs> a completely different mood to me, you could tell. He just puffed his head, I was like, hey, how you doing, man? You want some tacos? I said, uh, it would be awkward if we didn't. He says, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, man, of course. But you never know, maybe you want something else, yeah? I said, oh, uh, what else do you have, my friend? He said, no, nothing, man, it's a taco truck. Because I think we need a different point of view, man. Someone's gotta come in and, you know, you know, pop the bubble, so to speak, you know? Trevor Noah, John Oliver, any of those old Daily Show correspondents, Samantha B would be great. I went with Trevor Noah because I think he does have a little more of that youthful energy, and I think um, he, can, he can bring something, a very different point of view to the show. I don't know if you've read his book, Born a Crime. I have not, but I, I think I own it. I should probably get to it. It's a really good book, but I actually do a lot of audiobooks, not surprisingly. And I listen to it, and it's him reading it. And his, it, he's, it's just very like engaging. He's a very engaging speaker. And I guess also like probably more relevant is just if you watch The Daily Show, which I don't on a regular basis. But yeah, I think he'd be a great pick. And obviously following in the footsteps of, of Jon Stewart, who hosted twice. So I think all of those, you know, uh, Colbert, any any of those kind of crew that came from the Daily Show would be good. But again, you got to let him, you got to take the gloves off and let him go after everything. He seems to be. I mean, I think that Dave Chappelle would be totally unconstrained, and I think Trevor Noah is carved out enough as just sort of like a unique person who brings different opinions. That I don't see him going and giving a real by the book performance you know like i don't know I, I feel like he could he could still kind of be an individual up there right it, it, in regards to that i mean and and he's a very excellent live comedian live performer you know what uh what you're getting is um like i said his point of view his opinions but yes they're not as controversial as a Chappelle uh or someone of that ilk and that's why i was wondering about the kevin hart deal because Kevin Hart is kind of in between those two. Like, you know, he's very likable. He's massively successful as a as a stand-up and as, you know, a movie star. But, like, you know, his live comedy does – gets edgy sometimes. So I'm not, uh, I'm not sure where they were going to go with that. I don't know how long ago this was, but Eddie Murphy was scheduled to host the Oscars. And he actually, like, ended up pulling out over some sort of disagreement that was not – like a Kevin Hart situation. It wasn't somebody just finally watched Raw or Delirious for the first time and, and heard some of that controversy. It was like, I think it was some other reason that he pulled out. But I mean, he obviously is like enormously edgy. And even some of the stuff today, you just couldn't even say or think um, that he said in his like 80s stand up comedy. I'm excited to see what happens. You know, the rumors have been flying that he's coming back and he's got a Netflix special and. Obviously, the world changed in the last few months, so who knows what that looks like. But um, 
we'll see what 2020 Eddie Murphy uh, brings to the table. Probably a, a new bit of genius. Yeah, I, I really felt he should have been nominated last year for Dolomite is my name. but Yeah, he was great in that. And also he did an excellent monologue in, uh, when he hosted SNL this past year, season. Yeah, he did. He did really well. All right, well, I'll jump into my last picks here. It's sort of a co-host pick. And I think that it's a little bit falling kind of out of relevance by the day because my initial theory of the case here was that it was going to be the year of the musical. There's actually, I talk about this like a lot on this show, but there's, there is an active Oscar for best original musical that has never been awarded because there, there have to be nine eligible films and there just never are this year. There were probably going to be, there was going to be in the Heights, which is the Lynn Mel Manuel Miranda, pre-Hamilton play that they were going to bring to the screen. That's been pushed to 2021. There was a movie called Annette that was pushed to 2021. West Side Story from Steven Spielberg still is on track to be released in December. It may not be the year of the musical anymore, but my my pick was a co-host of Lin-Manuel Miranda and Janelle Monet. Hi, I'm not far away, my shot. My name is Lin-Manuel. I am hosting SNL and I am not throwing away my shot. I'm going to go for broke and do it all tonight. Take a swing, pass baton, give me the ball tonight. I got a Tony and an Emmy and a Grammy, yo. But what I really want is a famous person cameo. Welcome to the biggest night of your life. All dressed up in your suit and your tie. Trying to get rid of all those butterflies. But it's time to come alive. We at the Oscar Sunday night. It's time to come alive. In this type of year, there'll still be a handful of musicals and maybe wanting to lean away from just a straight up comedian following sort of a lot of stuff happening that's not very funny. Leaning kind of heavily into the old school style song and dance could make sense. You know, of course, like a Billy Crystal, he was the best of both worlds. He'd perform, sing and and do stand up. But even, you know, Hugh Jackman was there basically to just sing. He did a great job, Hugh Jackman, with what he brings to the table. Yeah, I thought I thought he did a really nice job, that show. I thought that show was, like, really poorly structured. I remember just thinking it was like, and I think that was a really bad movie year. But I thought Jackman himself was good. Janelle Monae um, opened this year's Oscars. I thought her dance number was sort of weird. It, like, pulled in a lot of movies that weren't even nominated for anything. But she's definitely a talent. And then pairing her with Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's hugely popular from Hamilton. He's hosted SNL. He wrote in the Heights. It's diverse. They're well-liked. And I think it would appeal to a younger audience. So that was that was my last uh, pick there. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, I know Janelle Monet is starring in uh, season two of Homecoming on uh, Amazon, which just came out. So I'm excited to see that. I haven't seen enough. Of, I mean, you know, I've seen that performance you're talking about from the Oscars. And I've seen her on different variety shows but i haven't seen her beyond singing per se so um i'd like to see some more of that lin-manuel like yeah man he's the he's a a triple threat i guess you would call it if not more so he can uh you could really go big with the spectacle of the oscars there and maybe he could just write the whole show and uh in in rap and that would be pretty interesting i'd watch it i mean i'll watch it anyway I would, I would watch it too. I actually like In the Heights better than uh, Hamilton. I've seen In the Heights in like a summer stock, like Super Summer Theater. And I've seen Hamilton with like the touring company and like a, the big, you know, the Smith Center in Las Vegas. And I, I think In the Heights is a is a better show. Not to say I'm not going to watch Hamilton when it hits Disney Plus in, a, in about a month. But um, 
Yeah, I, I, you know, dude, Lin-Manuel, uh, also one of the great Disney soundtracks of the last two decades in Moana. Yeah, I, I thought Moana was really underrated. Well, there you go. We got we got six hosts for you, Academy. Um, now we just got to have the Oscars. Anybody you left off? Any kind of lightning rounds? Kind of you didn't get to that you wanted to shout to? Well, I'm glad we. I think we mentioned a few of those. Like you know, like I said, Mulaney, Mulaney, Kroll, Ali Wong would have been a, a good choice. Um, so. I think we, you know, like John Hamm, Paul Rudd, guys like that, pairing with Melissa McCarthy. You know, we we know most of what's out there. And uh, I think I was glad not only that we did three, but that we kind of sprinkled in some others there. So uh, off the top of my head right now, I'm going to say no. But uh, what about you? Did you did you leave anyone out? I think the one guy that was on the edge of my list was was The Rock. Um, not yes, rock, me too. But the rock. I agree. I think I, he was on my on my list too. Not a lot of singular kind of force of personality type of host left. I think he definitely falls in that category. But he's very good at delivering jokes as well. So, um, you know, and speaking of that, you, you know, if I, I, he'll never get the gig or do the gig. But uh, based on his last comedy special and and his variety of skills i actually think adam sandler the adam sandler that we're seeing now would be an awesome host i yeah i agree with that that's a great pick that's yeah okay so we we got it we got around four in there sandman we got the rock and adam sandler yeah i mean we could keep going probably 10 rounds each but uh i think we we've given the oscars a lot to chew on here and um no doubt they will um mess it up no matter what they do yeah, I just it'll be Ellen. It's just gonna be Ellen. So, um, well, Jason, I appreciate the time. Uh, this was fun. This was fun. Thanks for having me. And uh, you know, we'll have to have you on awesome movie year sometime. I, uh, you know, you you know your years. You know, '96 was an epic Oscar year. Yeah, it really was. And yeah, you were, you started talking 1994. I could get into a Forrest Gump rant that I just will save. But um, anytime. All right, yeah, you can find uh, – I'm going to drop my social real fast. If you want to find us, awesomemovieyear.com, awesomemovieyear on Facebook and uh, and uh, Instagram, awesomemoviepod on Twitter. I'm Jason Harris Comedy or J. Harris Comedy on all those things. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jason. Really Thank you for having me, brother. All right. Talk to you later.